Hello, party people. It's the Hotline Monday show with Scott Johnson and Justin Robert Young. Hello, Justin. Yo, everybody. We're back to take your calls on all things hotline <laughs> Yeah, kind of like that. We missed last week, holiday business and all that. Uh, how was Florida? You doing all right there? The Florida's good? Oh, uh, yeah. No, Florida is uh, still standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, great place to visit again. And uh, uh, always always a pleasure to see um, We're back in like a week and a half for a wedding. Oh, you're wow. All right. Well, Florida, get ready because you're not uh, done with Justin yet. We're, we're all up in it. That uh, state continues to look like a half flaccid penis sticking its way toward Africa, looking longingly at its uh Or its an erect penis. <laughs> you know, you know, if you depends on where you're assuming the body is. That's a good point. We only made those maps because that's what they told us to do. We don't know which way any of this faces. Yeah. Oh, think of that sometime. If you think about that for a second, think about that. Like, think if just it was all shifted 90 degrees to the left or right, how different the world looks on a map. Hmm. Fascinating, don't you think? We as a human race just said, yeah, that's cool. We like the way that's laid out there. You got your North America, South America right there. That's real nice. Europe over here in Asia, just next to that. And then down there, you got Africa. And there's Australia floating off over there, being prison colony and all that. Like, that must seem just real convenient to us now. But was there a time where people were flipping out and saying, no, 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 flip it around that goes the other way? Or or, uh, it should be over here where the Australian thing is much bigger and everything else is a little smaller and in the periphery? Like, it could have changed the course of history. Are you like arguing about the aesthetics of the map? <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. I don't think that there's ever like, well, this is a displeasing angle to me. Like, why it doesn't uh, follow the uh, golden ratio? We need to uh, swap out Africa over South America. I think that there is probably just some psychology going on where if it changed or if prominence was given to chunks of land in olden times, we may not feel the same. For example, I'll just give you an example. Here's a tiny example. Not to overly explain explain this because it's all rather stupid. But if you look at the map and let's say, because the way it works is like an orange, like you cut an orange open and kind of flatten it down the best you can. That's what the map basically is. If it was upside down, then we would be going uh, from left to right. Most Most cultures, not all, but many cultures read left to right. We would left to right be looking at a giant Asian continent uh, and we would move our eyeballs that way. The last thing we'd see, if they still cut it in the same parts of that orange, would be these states united, right? So all I'm saying is in a big upside down world, it's possible that that kind of dominance and prominence just in the subliminal mind of students and teachers alike across this world would have meant Asia would have retained its its power in a way that they don't currently or are still trying to claw back to. Or maybe I'm just making all this up whole cloth right out of my arse. That's yeah, possible. I not only do I not totally understand where you're going, <laughs> uh, but I feel like there's a million great reasons why I mean, these are like geographical surveys, right? Yeah. Like, like you know, it's not like that. There's editorial license on them. Well, there is a, well, little, bit. a little bit. There's a little like bit. What? Like this. Like, um, all right, you know the old Star Trek thing, right? How come they always, whenever they run into each other in space, they're all facing the same way? Why isn't one? Why isn't the Klingon ship coming in at some strange upside down angle? Why isn't the Enterprise laying on its side? Why isn't the uh, the other ship coming up from the bottom somehow? 
how is it they're all in this like like this weird plane where everybody knows how to face each other right so my so my point is our orientation to what we see the earth as is purely based on some dude's idea like there was no like it's like some caveman didn't walk out of the cave and go, I've got it. Lightning has struck me. And well, Lord Zeus has laid out how the world should look from the, from looking down on it. Our maps will all be the, like, that was just some guy's idea, right? We can at least no, agree on that. No, this is the pursuit. Like This is the entire like a, a topographical uh, industry and pursuit and science is that every inch, every crevice of the map is the life's work of anybody who's ever tried to understand their natural world. It wasn't just somebody stumbling out of a pub <laughs> saying like, I don't know, give me a give me a crayon. But anyway, that's I'm going to call it Asia. Ooh, isn't that a funny name? Uh, no, all I mean is flip a map. I, you see this? I'll simplify it. Okay. Why isn't it upside down? Why aren't we looking at, why is Florida the wiener pointing down? Why isn't the Florida wiener pointing up? Think about that for a second. <laughs> because we've set up an entire system of e- like north, south, east, west. This is basically the map. Uh, all right. So uh, you're right. You're right. There is some design that goes into it. Yeah. But it's all it, it, it's like, yes, there's also a design that goes into the phone book. Like, well, why does Johnson uh, 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 behind uh, Applebaum? Like, well, you should- no, that's my entire point is that it's it's all a human construct is all my is all I'm getting at. Like, sure. Yeah. yeah my, but I mean, it's, it's my, there for it's there so we can understand our net. It, it's basically so with every map, you're not saying, wait, is this upside down or right side up? <laughs> we just standardize that so we can avoid that question, which I'm all for, by the way, I'm all for. I just think it's interesting to have your brain go. What if somebody decided it went the other way or what yeah. if it was flipped around opposite or something like then what would we do? What if North was East? Like it just as easily could have been. We just decided on it and said, yeah, North. All right. The poles. All right. That's good. What do you call that? I don't know. North. I realize it's not that simple, but you know, through, <laughs> through hundreds, thousands of years of time, us figuring that out is great. We've got a good standard, but if you just think about it, it's a little weird. That's all. Don't you think a little weird? No, it's not weird. It, like, there's, there's logic behind it. All right. Let's get into something that's very, very important and different and 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 something that the people want. Number one, uh, uh, everybody needs to know that you can always call into this show, 801-895-4724, whenever you want. Here's what our topic is today. Movies that have been made into a series, good ones, bad ones, and ones that you would like to see. Yeah. Uh, also, uh ones that are definitely in the works stuff yeah. that's happening. If you're, if you're excited excited about. I mean, I feel like we've gotten far enough into this trend, right? That now we can identify, okay, these work, these don't work. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But we don't do, we, we don't really know why they work. So why, why does, let's look uh, more historically. Why did mash work as a series? Uh, not only a series, but a series that was mostly about a drama. Well, I don't know. The movie had, it certainly had its comedic, parts but the 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 film was much more serious i think than the show started out to be but had a laugh track it tried to sort of adhere to existing comedy expectations on tv uh but also at the same time did some things that tv wasn't used to doing took a little while to find its feet 
lasted a very long time. Uh, what was it? 11, 12 years, whatever it was. And, uh, was very successful, won all sorts of awards, is considered by many to be one of the great dramas in television history. I don't know exactly what they did to make that work well. It's not like they filmed it on location and that did the trick. It's not like, um, you know, retaining any of the actors outside of Gary Berghoff was the was the reason it did it did well. Uh, I, I don't really know why MASH is good now that well, I think about it, it. It's 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 really a cousin of this other question. Why do some books translate well to film? Yeah. When you adapt a book to a movie, you've got to change it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the opposite version of it. Instead of a movie which condenses a usually longer story, unless it's, you know, like The Hobbit, in which case you are expanding, 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 and getting a 40-minute river barrel race, <laughs> uh, you're usually contracting. Right? Yeah. You're usually trying to figure out ways to hack off other uh, things and artful ways that you can retell this story in a much shorter canvas. Sure. With, with a TV show, if you're uh, bringing a movie out of it, then now you have to find out a reason unless the TV show, unless the movie originally was very kind of episodic in nature. And you're like, oh, OK, well, this is just, you know, like now, like Lethal Weapon, for example. Right. You can just keep doing Lethal Weapon movies because the initial thing is buddy cops, Mm -hmm. right? There's Mm -hmm. always going to be another, you know, murderer or conspiracy. Mm -hmm. You just got to get them back out on there. And, and, and really the only thing that you got to fudge is like, you know, if Danny Glover was on his last day before retirement in the first movie, what, why the hell is he still here? Five movies in. Well, and funny enough, you should mention that because that that's now a TV series. So there is a, a movie or a show based on that. And there is always an Armenian drug dealer to deal with. So I completely agree. You can probably flesh that sort of thing out forever. But converting things to no, movies. No, usually, no, they, they they were the ones, they were one of the first franchises that had to go to like Eastern European and South Africans. Because mm-hmm. it was like, all right, are we just going to keep punching brown people? <laughs> and it's like, ah, it's a little weird, isn't it? Yeah, all right. Well, yeah. South Africans now, you're the asshole. I mean, like you have the apartheid or, you know. Yeah. And then, like, you know, Eastern Europeans were just basically the substitute Russians. Oh, big time. No, no, no. They were the fallout Russians. They were the ones after the wall went away, and then suddenly we needed somebody else to to make yeah. mean that was also white. Uh, but, yeah, like, some, some of these shows are better at it than others. Um, I have examples here of ones that really work. MASH was my number one pick. Uh, more recently, I would pick something like Fargo. And, again, I think it's kind of a... Yeah, Fargo's amazing. It's so good, and it's and it's just probably a you know is it in the right hands or not uh kind of deal because you know you could have gone real stupid with fargo and said this is the story of steve buscemi and the dude who put him in a chipper but it's before they got there and it's the adventures of them we that could have been this movie or the show here's what the 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 general idea really is right there if you can get to the core of why the movie was good and it is expandable, you've got yourself something, right? All right. So the core of Fargo was, it didn't really matter who these characters were. We liked them. They were well done, but it wasn't like, you know, this is the story of a man who really, it's like, no, it's, it's small time crime in this very unique setting. Like, 
Fargo, the, it's named Fargo because Fargo's kind of the the, the star of the movie, yeah, right? It's yeah. just that Minnesota nice, the accent, everybody how they're dressed, right? Like the the, the idea that like the, the super, like the tough super cop is this like, like real tough mom, you know, like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, plus, you know, everything's frozen all the time and it's everything's frozen. Like yeah. there's just there's so much there, right? Mm-hmm. So the show wisely decided, yeah, you want to know what? Let, let's not tell another uh, Terry Lundergaard story. Like like we'll we'll have similar people. We'll have people that are in general maybe remind you our echoes of some of the characters from the original movie. But this one's going to be now and this one's going to be in the 70s and this one's going to be you know, at, you know, at, at this other point in time, right? Like they're like, this is about small time crime in this very unique part of the country. I totally agree. But again, don't you think t- most of this comes down to the the craft of the whoever's in charge? Because a lot oh, of this. No, no, no idea works without execution. Right, right. Because right? Like, there's some bad examples out there. Like you could take take, for example, uh, the Crow Stairway to Heaven was a TV series based on the Crow movies. Yeah. There's oodles of potential there. Uh, the comic series alone is full, filled with things that would make an extremely interesting, you know, week to week sort of experience. There's no reason that couldn't have worked, especially even today with some cable network like FX picking it up and doing it right. Um, but they completely blew it because, again, it's all about the execution. I think we proceed in this conversation assuming that the execution is it's either there or it's not if that's not there you're not going to save it with location or even actors or any of that but i think like like there's and you know from making so many different things that like there are two different phases here there's the idea which is your boat right and 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 you can have a hole in your boat or your boat can be very seaworthy and then there's how you sail it yeah. And sure, you can have the best boat in the world and not know how to sail and and you're not going to do much, right? And uh, similarly, you can execute on an on, on an amazingly crappy idea and maybe sometimes it'll be really impressive that you can uh, uh, deftly maneuver this crap idea, right? But ultimately, you're not really going to have the success that you could if your idea was better. And one has to be done very early. The other can be kind of chained. But that's why uh, crappier versions of this idea, one of which we'll get into in our spoiling time. <laughs> hold, on, hold on now. I know is, where you're going with that. Is hamstrung yeah, by its yeah. execution. Okay. Great idea. <laughs> Bad execution. Some, some so, may argue that. I'm not sure I'm on board with you, but yeah, maybe. Oh, can, we're going to have a conversation. Well, we will. We'll get We're there. Have a conversation. And that represents the so there's a there's a category of this that you kind of alluded to earlier, and Westworld is right in that category of is there enough of an idea here to take it whole cloth and make something new out of it? In other words, you're not they're not trying to remake the movie from 1973. In fact, no. it's completely different than that. The only thing that remains really is that there's this concept of a theme park and something goes wrong, really, is all that they've retained. Um that they move forward with. And it's strong enough to do that. Like, I feel like they could maybe even, maybe you can't quite get away with it with other Crichton things like, like Jurassic Park. Cause the movies are already uh, iconic enough that they, it would sort of be hard to separate it or, or to, you know, make a TV show that, that didn't just feel like it was 
shoplifting from the movie. Um, but but had Westworld been like a a multi sequel giant Spielberg esque you know success in theaters or something, then I'm not sure we'd have ever gotten a TV show out of it. Um, but as to its execution, we'll get to that in spoiler in time. So just stay around for that, everybody. Yeah, which now we're just gonna rip off the name from from uh, Tom and Brian. Well, so. I'm just getting used to it because I'm on later today. I'm on their show today, and I need to be in the vernacular. <laughs> what I did. You're yeah. gonna talk about this this stupid episode for seven hours like I did uh, uh, two weeks ago, yeah. where I was on our show and then I had to go on spoiler time, and then I wound up talking about it for an hour in the after show. <laughs> night attack. Never has a show been more on your mind than well, it was. It was like yeah, the episode two weeks ago. Which which anyway. All, All right. right. So good examples. All right. Good examples of uh, of of sh- uh, movies that have been made into series. Mash, Fargo. Uh, uh, the, oh, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. So that's a that's a it's a uh, cartoon. A it's a cartoon, but it worked. It was great. It was a great sure. v- version of what made the movie good, and it was a great little series. I like that one. Uh, uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. There's another uh, 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 name here that that I'm going to eliminate from the best category right now. Uh, <laughs> Which one? Uh, uh, Buffy, uh, <laughs> The Exorcist, Hannibal, Stargate, <laughs> Wet Hot American Summer. All right, just for the. For listeners at home, error. there was a clerical error, and no one's to blame. There was just a clerical error that, for some reason, Westworld made it into the best category and not uh, the garbage one. We somewhere. blame, yeah, we blame a secretary. Okay, this may be a call, but it wants to hang you up. If it does, I'll call you back. I don't know why it's doing this. Sometimes Skype is dumb. Uh, let's see what this is about. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Thomas from Missouri. Well, hello, Thomas from, uh, from I almost said Missouri. I don't know why I would have said that. Thomas from Missouri. What's going on, man? I just want to call in about the, the shows coming uh, from uh, movies to TV shows. Yeah, we're still talking about that. What's your, uh, what's your, what, uh, first of all, do you have a, an example of one you think worked really well or maybe a favorite of yours? Well, pretty much anything Marvel that's um, come from, uh, Marvel Comics to the TV. That's not movies, but anything Marvel. So if I, if I were going to pick something, I would want to become a um, a TV show. Mm. Anything Marvel, yeah, would be great. Right, do you do you feel like? Uh, so I feel like these days, and Justin, you can tell me I'm wrong here or not. I don't know. I, I don't know if this is the general feeling or not, but it feels like DC might be ruling the TV conversion thing right now. And I realize it's not direct film to to TV. We're more talking about comics here, but. Many would argue that in terms of selection and success, they seem to be kind of beating Marvel on, on the small screen. Am I yeah, wrong? I don't know. It really depends on, I don't think that that's unreasonable, but uh, uh, it certainly depends on how you define what winning is, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think Marvel's probably closer to getting an Emmy nomination, mm-hmm. you know, or getting like a a award. A uh, like it, it would not shock me if like, Vincent D'Onofrio got nominated on at some capacity for something for uh, for uh, his his portrayal of Kingpin in in the Daredevil series. Yeah, uh, it would probably surprise me a little bit more if you know Stephen Amell got nominated for Arrow, for example. Mm. But you know, I think of, of both of those are uh, are like the success of comics on television between Netflix and uh, the CW now, uh, and I guess ABC with Agents of Shield. Is is really due to uh, you know I think really great storytelling and and like with all comics you can tell a million different stories as long as it's something that you can tell episodically 
you can do it in comics, and they're bringing that feeling to uh, to to the small screen, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, call, or I kind of, I kind of gave you I kind of put a question into your mouth, but you actually call with your own. What you what you have for us? Well, there's one other series I want to talk about. It's kind of a to me, it was an okay movie and it turned into a very bland uh, TV series, and that's Limitless. Oh yeah, Limitless is on the list of canceled. Did kind of okay, but wasn't really super well received. Had crossover with the film. Uh, Bradley Cooper showed up for the pilot and maybe later in other episodes as as it went on or something to sort of anchor it to the to the film. I never saw Limitless, either the movie or the TV show, so I don't have a, a, a strong opinion on it. But what do you think went wrong there? Was it just too, I don't know. That, that movie doesn't seem like it has a gimmick it, strong enough. It, wait, was it limited? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it kind of was the problem. The, the main character they had for Limitless, the TV show, was just kind of a stoner, goofy kind of guy. And I think they wanted you to kind of take him as, oh, he's just a lovable guy. Mm. And when he's on this medication, that makes him really, really smart. He's a really smart, uh, lovable guy. But it just never really came off really well. It was just, he's still a goofy guy. I still really didn't care what he did because <laughs> he was just so goofy. It was just... Well, so yeah, is that, was, was that the whole conceit of that show is that if, do, if somebody took drugs, they were, they had all the brain power they needed or whatever. I have no idea what that movie was about. Is that what the deal was? Yeah. It was a medication that basically made you super smart, but you became really addicted to it. And it also deteriorated your body to the point where if you took it too long, you would die. But the main character was uh, immune to that because of these shots he was getting from Bradley Cooper. Oh, uh, so Bradley Cooper would show up and give him shots. Yeah, it wasn't every episode, but he was on there for actually probably about four or five episodes. That's hilarious to me, and I don't know why it feels funny to me, but it's kind of funny. Um, all right, well, limitless. All right, there's an example, Justin, of a of a of a of an average job being done. Well, yeah, and so this is one of the pitfalls: is that when you go from movie star to TV star, not always, but often you're going to get a little bit of an acting step down, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you're right. You're right about not always, but mostly, not always. Mostly. Certainly not. No, no, no. I mean, I, I think that, that there are certainly plenty of actors out there that, uh, that are, are movie stars for reasons that might not play as well on TV. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the difference between movies and TV is like the difference between Pepsi and Coke, right? Pepsi, you can have a can of it's a movie. <laughs> Coke, you want to drink forever because it, uh, it it stretches out a little bit better. That's a TV show. You got to want to live with these people. You, you like you want these people to be your best friend day in day out, not yeah. just kind of cool guy or gal who pulls up on you know and, and does something rad and then leaves forever. <laughs> like Bradley Cooper. Just, like Bradley Cooper. Yeah, it just so shows. Bradley Cooper, of course, was a TV actor. Yeah. Uh, with Alias. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then became a movie star. And so, you know, I think for him, he was like, hey, listen, whatever we need to do to just keep this show on the air, Bradley Cooper needs some scratch. Yeah, no kidding. That guy needs all he can get. Uh, hey, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, guys, it's Ian. I am Sci-Fi. Hey, man, what's your uh, what's your hot take? I am Sci-Fi. Uh, my hot take? Well, uh, you guys mentioned Stargate, and uh, I have to pile on the positivity for, for Stargate. I mean, talk, talk about a, a movie that was such so 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 
and wound up becoming the, the, a great franchise, mm-hmm. a great television franchise. Yeah, and so, better and I mean, better I, than the source material. Like oftentimes what happens, I mean, uh, obviously this is a little bit, you know, this is subjective, I guess. I don't think it's subjective, but a lot of people think it's subjective how they feel about the Stargate movie. But uh, the that was that's a case where I think the source material was ugh, a concept great, but not like that movie was great and people were raving about it forever since it debuted in '94. However, that show pretty immediately and in the long term, and I think with the spinoff series, maybe not with Universe so much, but you know, even that had its had its moments. Uh, they had an incredible run. Like I loved every freaking oh, yeah. second of it. It is. I mean, this is controversial. What I'm about to say. Uh Oh, it's hot take. It is star Trek. Um, it's star Trek and people don't know it. Like in a lot oh, of ways, totally. in, in a lot of ways, the enterprise is the gate and really it's kind of the same format. You, they're characters that you love that you want are interested in it. You follow, uh, Worf and and Teal'c are, are are a lot alike in a lot of ways. You create kind of a Vulcan sort of thing with Teal'c as well. Like there's just a lot of that stuff. In fact, I'll bet if you really got honest with those you know, creators of that show, if they sat down and really talked about it, they would admit that Star Trek was the template in lots of ways. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I think it's a great thing and made that series yeah. as as important to me, if not more important than some of the modern era Trek stuff. And even if you look at these series themselves, like, uh, you know, SG-1 was the next generation. Atlantis had a little bit of Deep Space Nine going for it. Universe was their Voyager. Mm-hmm. They never got to an Enterprise, thank God. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, they, they were definitely going down a very similar track to what uh, what Star Trek had, had done before it. And uh, that's that's really what I appreciated about it, while at the same time doing their own thing. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, also, I wanted to throw in there one that, that might very well be coming soon that I'm amazed has not happened up until now. They're apparently making a TV show out of sneakers. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Yep. I, I they, that needs to be. Oh, that, wait, there's, oh, wait, wait, sleepers or no, sneakers? sneakers? Sneakers, sneakers, sneakers. Yeah, the, the, the Robert Redford. Uh, the yep. one? Yeah, yeah, with the uh, the mother, uh, by uh, played by Dan Aykroyd, one of the greatest yeah. characters ever. Uh, that's a, yep. that's I a, love that I love that Dan Aykroyd performance because it's actually Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like literally him. Conspiracy theory lunatic. Yeah, that's basically him. I, I'm a I'm I'm a huge fan of sneakers, but again, there's one that strikes me as ooh, better get the execution right because you kind of told a one-off story. What are the continuing weekly adventures? Well, but they're a team, right? Sure, but. But a team can always get into more more scratch. So they like a mash team where you can do multiple seasons of people playing other actors' characters. Can someone be mother? And oh yeah. Okay. All right. I think so. Okay. I hope so. I'd love that idea. I'm all up on this. Like this is. Uh, a, how this- about how about mother's a lady this time? Whoa! And smokes uh-huh. a cigar just like Dirk Benedict did. Mm. Hey, that's the thing we didn't talk about, except I guess it's not movie to TV, but, you know, an old TV show turned into something better, I suppose. Or some could argue worse. <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, here's the point. What are you talking about? The BSG. Here's what I was going to say about I Am Sci-Fi's other comment, which was uh, Stargate. He'll be happy to know that there are reboot talks in the uh, or plans for either a series reboot or an actual film reboot. Now, I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's coming, so... Uh, full circle, baby. We're right back where we started. Let's get more Stargate in front of us instead of behind us. All right. Let's look at some of the uh, 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 shows that are being made now. We'll yeah. see which one of these 
grab people. Snowpiercer. Does that yep. grab you there, that Scott? Grabs grabs me right where it hurts. I love that movie. I love that comic. I like the comic more than the movie, and I like the comic for the reasons that the TV show will probably be better because they can expand on what is basically a universe, and the movie yeah. sort of barely touched on it, which is okay for a movie. You know, it's two hours. You get what you that, get. That's a great example of a larger... If you pull back the camera on that movie, you still got a lot of questions, like a train, really? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, wait, what the hell? Why is it snowing? Also in the comics, there are hundreds of cars in that train, and... Every car is almost a a world unto its own and has its own leadership and conflicts and weird culture things and class struggles and it gets real interesting. So basically, uh, I mean, like you can do Battlestar Galactica. Kind of, yeah. I think that's a good comparison, sure. Where it's like, you know, you're, you're never too far away from something that looks different. Right, right. right. Like, but it's also just this, per- for me, it's like, oh, it's... End of the world, Mad Max, water world business style yeah. thing. And I'm all up in that. So it doesn't really even matter where they take it. I am I want that to be a thing and I want it to be. Uh, I mean, they're very early in that. So, yeah, who knows? So, so Dark Tower is even you know, this has been the the the, the thought, right? That yeah. there's going to be Dark Tower movies. There's going to be a, a series that goes between the movies. Right. This could be a whole third category because we're talking about. A book uh, that is forever languished in de- development hell. It'll finally get made. It is being made, um, probably in post production at this point. It'd have to be. It was supposed to come out this winter, and it got bumped. Yeah, it got bumped, which sometimes is okay news. Sometimes that's not good news. But uh, anyway, Edris Elba and all those guys. It looks great. I'm super stoked. It's my favorite book series of all time. So I was already in on that. However, it's weird to think that uh, it will branch. The idea of it branching into a series for a while anyway in between film releases and sharing a lot of your a-list ca- uh, cast in that crossover is super interesting to me um i don't know that that's ever been done i can't think of no, anything no i i mean i i can't think of anything doing something like that that is a high degree of difficulty if you yeah. want to talk about execution mattering yeah man that execution is gonna have to really matter yeah that- that's for all sure. I'm say. That is all. Oh, by the way, the only example I have of that is uh, the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> it's not really a good example because right. it was it was shit. But they went from movie, then did a TV special, and then did a movie, and it was terrible. So execution. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now here's one that I'm sure. Listen. Let's. Uh, I'm going to take y'all into the world of Hollywood executives. Oh, all right. As soon as uh, you know, there's a Hollywood executive, and he's uh, got his feet on the table. He opens up his Hollywood Reporter or his Daily Variety, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a big cigar out of his mouth, and uh, he, he takes a look, and the headline is. You know, Keep going. I got a little. I got a little uh, Don. Yeah. Ah, uh, jeez. Yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and smoke my cigar like I always do. Give me another scotch. Yeah. Secretary. It, it's five in the morning, Doris. Uh, why don't <laughs> I have my scotch yet? Oh, I swear to God. What do I pay her for anyway? Let <laughs> uh, I me mean, look. Look at my daily variety. What? The Walking Dead did what in ratings? Oh my God. Let me flip to the next page. Oh. Stranger Things is the 
Biggest, most talked about show ever? Ah! I, I spilled my stories. Get me another scotch. Get me my replacement scotch. Uh, yeah, he's, he's bite, he bites the end off his cigar. Uh, we got to get a TV show. Uh, all right, think, think, take a drink. Think, think. Um, okay, uh, horror. Yeah, okay, horror. And uh, uh, crazy uh, ghost things. Okay, teenagers. All right, uh, Friday the 13th, put it into production. <laughs> That's basically true. Of course, well, I mean, I mean, look, horror movies are... Great, that could be great. I mean, listen, uh, Friday the 13th, uh, uh, listen, that story, mm-hmm. uh, for what it was, was, I mean, like almost infinitely replicatable. Oh, sure. I think a lot of these horror franchises would actually make pretty good TV shows. Probably better TV shows than they wound up making movies out of them. Yeah, I agree. Because now, you know, number one, horror is coming back in a big way on television and, and you're seeing it a lot with comedy horror mm-hmm. um, between like Ash and the Evil Dead and stuff like that. Uh, but but now there's just, people realize that like horror might just be a better fit on television. It's also, it's also just so much more freeing now because you don't have to do 24 jam-packed episodes of anything anymore. You can do uh, a limited series like American Horror Story, which is an anthology in its own right. And that thing's a self-contained thing and they do it every year and it's like, you know, 12 episodes and you're done. And, you know, that's really popular and people really like that. So why the hell not have, I, I can totally see a 10 episode run of some uh, of some something based on any of the horror well and and here's what friday the 13th has Mm. is the dream world yeah so like you can always have an excuse within that universe to do some big crazy thing dream world wait do you mean you mean freddy is who you're thinking of. Oh, crap. Wait, am I not? Th- oh, no, Friday the 13th. Oh, wait, hold on. This is Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm totally confabulated. Yeah, you've mixed, you've, you've smashed your two up. You've got Why them all isn't there up. a Nightmare on Elm Street series? I That's don't know. Do. I don't know. I completely agree. There's no reason that shouldn't exist. But I oh, think. God, wait, then, 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 then <laughs> my, my, my character got it wrong. <laughs> he, he totally biffed it. He's the worst executive. Where he'll be out of here tomorrow. Get to pack your stuff and leave your desk. Uh, Anyway, but uh, then by the way, that's my pick for for one that I would make a a TV show. Yeah, I'd make Nightmare. I mean, like I think we're ready for for another Freddy to to just be a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. I mean, that movie, the 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 Haley, not Haley Joel Osment. What's his name? The Haley Joel Joel Haley. Oh, the reboot. Yeah, that was the real, one with Rorschach. It was pretty bad. Kelly um, Leak. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, but. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think those all that stuff. You know what is decent though is that Friday the Thirteenth reboot movie was all right. The more modern one that was okay. It, it yeah. pretty much stuck the landing for what it was supposed to be. The Rob Zombie one, right? Uh, no, that was. Oh my god, I'm mixing up all my things. You got them all mixed up. If you were making maps, it'd all be upside down. Let's call <laughs> back everybody. Uh, no, you're thinking of Halloween. He redid the Halloween stuff. Wait, this is the one with Pinhead, right? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hold on. Speaking of remakes or TV shows, I would watch. I would totally watch a Hellraiser series. A Hellraiser one? Oh, dude. Any Actually, there's a lot of, there's all sorts of, uh, what's his name, books and things. I can't think of his name. What's his name? Shit. Who wrote those books and the movies? Uh, Clive Barker. I would do all kinds of Clive Barker. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but Hellraiser specifically could be 
you could totally that is absolutely totally a series i mean i don't know who would carry it and if it would get a broad enough audience to to make right, it matter. here we go jack ryan do you want to are you excited about any kind of uh jack ryan um all right so jack ryan is your is your scotch drinking executive sitting around going we got to figure out a way here music we got to figure out a way to get this jason born into tv see but we don't have the license what do we do that's what that is yeah um, that 24 right yeah and i and i guess i'm I guess Although I'm down. Jack Ryan, you can get a little bit more. You can probably tell a little bit more of a serial story. Yeah. That where, you know, because Jack Ryan in those books, like he follows a path, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's there's a point where Jack Ryan becomes president. Yeah. So you could do a little like Jason Bourne meets House of Cards kind of show. Oh yeah, totally. Jack Ryan, which yeah. I think is a cool idea. That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. No, I I mean. It needs to be more than just twenty four with a different name um, for it to work for me, but I think it has potential. Not to, be, not to be confused with the literal twenty four with a different name, which is debuting on Fox. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's right. They're doing that, aren't they? I forgot they're they were doing, doing another twenty four. Yeah, what's because they tried to reboot it so many times with the, with what's his butt with Kiefer. I mean, listen, twenty four is a big deal. I understand it's a hallmark of television and it was an important point in action sort of spy things. A lot of movies owe probably some inspiration to it. Yeah. However, it's okay a, to it's okay to 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 you know, to sleep it off and not take a breath. Take yeah. a breath, man. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, let let, relax and pretend it's you have the day off. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, it's Billy Bob four seven six from Toronto. Hello, Billy Bob four seven six. I loved you in Sling Blade. Hey, remember my you remember my number now. I do remember your number now. Uh, what's on your mind? <laughs> what's going on? So what about uh, movies that spawned not-so-successful Saturday morning cartoon shows? Ah, like Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters. Uh, that one was pretty good, though. I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of, like, RoboCop and Rambo. <laughs> yeah, the RoboCop series was pretty bad. Uh, I don't remember Rambo, though. How'd that go? What, uh, was, was that really the continuing bad. adventures of John Rambo or what? It was sort of like a really bad G.I. Joe ripoff. Like he was fighting for truth and justice, which doesn't really strike me as something that Rambo did. <laughs> well, you know, it's his own kind of justice. Revenge justice, I guess. Um, he was, yeah, and he, I think the interesting thing is, is you're making kind of these Saturday morning cartoons out of these very adult, very violent movies. Yeah, I remember being shocked, like utterly shocked in 1988 or whatever it was, 89, when RoboCop debuted. And I thought to myself, it may have been a little later, maybe in early 90s. But I remember thinking, dude, that's like one of the most like adult, like nasty, sweary, bloody, weirdest, freaking psychoist, psychoist movies I've ever seen. And you're making a cartoon out of it. And I remember being so surprised by that, but maybe I shouldn't have been. Maybe we need that to come back. What what would be the problem today? Like, what would be the modern day equivalent? Like a Breaking Bad cartoon on Saturdays with, you know, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman uh, looking for blue rocks that they don't call meth. I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what the equivalent is today, but that's, that's interesting. Justin, did you grow up with any of that stuff? This is the nineties business. You should- yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, it was, it was a lot of the, the, the real ghostbusters. Mm. That, that was that was probably my favorite that they flipped uh, into a movie. But other than that, I really was uh, more a part of the boom of turning every stand-up comedian into a cartoon star. Mm-hmm. Bobby's World. 
Yeah, the Bobby's World and the Camp Candies and the Gravedale Highs and yep. stuff. Didn't who was the fat comedian with the teeth with the space between his teeth? Still doing stuff now. Shit, he's big guy. Plays a lady on TV right now and is getting all kinds of raves for it. Anderson, Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson. He had a little show where he played some kid named Louis. Yes, <laughs> that was a great show. I was. No, yeah. I was a big fan of that. We also have coming up the Lost Boys. Give, speaking to Kiefer Sutherland, how you feel about Kiefer, a, baby. a series based on the venerable 80s, uh, whatever it was, vampire drama thing, uh, minus the Corys, obviously, but we might get ourselves a, a Lost Boys series. I think, the, the, I think, I think this is great because I think that there's, well, here's my question. Because the Lost Boys is very much a boy-centric vampire premise, yep, right? big time. Run down all those vampire shows that are doing so well. <laughs> all right, Vampire Diaries, not dude-centric. No. Uh, uh, I don't know the Twilight. rest. Firefly? What'd you call it? Twilight. Oh, Twilight. Okay, those movies. Yeah, definitely not dude movies. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're now redoing the Vampire Chronicles uh, from Kazan Rice got her rights back. Yeah, and maybe we'll see some things that are less, less what we're used to seeing. Here's my point: ladies like vampires. <laughs> They're monsters you can have sex with. Yeah, I like vampires. They're fine. I like when they're. You I don't ever know. Try to kiss a mummy? No. Well, that's why the girls don't like them. That's why there's not mummies running around. It's a good point. The vampires are always handsome and sort of whatever. Handsome and no, they're they're a little pale, yeah, right? A little dangerous. Yeah. You can kind of like they can they can share their feelings and and they have very deep thoughts and everything. I like Underworld. That's a vampire show that I think dudes could appreciate, and that's coming. That is the franchise. That is a dude centric vampire versus werewolf franchise, right? Mm -hmm. But how many guns do they have to add on top of that <laughs> premise to make the guys like it, right? Well, I mean, yes, it is, it is. It is a gun movie as much as it is a vampire werewolf movie. No, right? and and people listen. As my, I don't like any of the sequels, but the first the first one, which I quite liked, even I'll admit, was what if the Matrix had vampires in it? Basically, yeah. They all had like jumping powers, like Neo, and you know. It's just a lot. It's just one of those franchises that came out where it's like every other scene is somebody yelling another character's name and then slow motion. <laughs> How it's do you? Oh, hold on, let me do Glenn! this. <laughs> Glenn, hi, who's this? Hi, this is Jordan from Ohio. How are you guys? Hey, doing? Jordan, I'm good, man. How are you? And I'm I'm doing fantastic. It's really gross outside here in Ohio. I wish it was like you know twenty degrees warmer, but I can't complain. Yeah, that's not. Hey, too bad. Where, not where, going to where are you in Ohio? Yeah, I'm be there in like a month and a half. Yeah, where where in Ohio? I'm uh, northwest Ohio. I'm in Lima, so it's kind of close to the Dayton area, kind of close to Columbus, kind of Toledo, oh, yeah. like I've been, the sandwich I've been, I've been in all those. Oh, that's cool. In Lima. Go visit the AT and T store and flash the Diamond Club symbol. In. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like right down the road from my apartment. But anyways. <laughs> um, so the, the movie series made in the TV show that I think is the absolute best, um, and it's probably not the best of, in your guys' minds, it's Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. It might be because I'm like 12 at heart, but I don't know. I don't think there is much better Star Wars content out there than some of the story arcs, especially from the latter half, like seasons, I don't know, four or five from the Star Wars Clone Wars series. The yeah. best Star Wars stories I've ever heard. I'm going to not only, I'm going to blow your mind here and I'm going to completely agree with you. I think some of the best Star Wars content has come out in those two series. Um, I am still sort of new to Rebels. I have not seen all of it, not totally caught up, 
But uh, you're not wrong about Clone Wars. I totally agree with that. Are, 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 is the world ready yet, Justin, for whatever Disney Lucas has plans for, for television, for Star Wars, live action, serialized television? Uh, you know, I, I'm really curious if we're ever going to see the scripts that they wound up doing. Uh, they wound up like writing like 50 or something scripts. Mm -hmm. Lucas helmed TV show that they were really trying hard to sell. Yep. Um, and they got some pretty good writers in there to, to work on it. So I'm curious to see. But as far as what happens now, you know, uh, I, I've heard similar things about the Clone Wars, especially the later, uh, uh, like, you know, past the first season and a half or so. Uh, so, I mean, I, I can't speak from experience, but, uh, uh, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I've heard far more positive things about the Clone Wars series, television series, not the movie, which I heard was garbage. The movie was terrible. Yeah. Um, but far more than the the prequels for which they were based on. Oh, abso-freaking-lutely. Abso like, the, if those were the prequels, if that's what we considered the prequels, they would be hallowed. People would love them. They would look upon them and say, oh, what a great foundation for the Star Wars universe. We would never have a bad thing to say about prequel lore in Star Wars if those were the only things that existed. Sadly, the films they're based on, you know, don't hold up. Uh, that's not so good, Al. Yeah, that's true. All right, so uh, one last one that I want to talk about, and then we're gonna we're gonna shift to uh, some spoiler, in which we'll yeah, here. I, I want to know what movie you would want to have made into a series. Okay, this is gonna sound obvious because it's me saying it. Yeah, I don't mean to to be so on the nose here. Okay, but if it would have his blessing, if Mad George Miller would 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 Chris, christen it. Max. With this George Miller wine bottle. And not necessarily have to lead the show, but definitely help creatively consult. Mad Max. I would kill for a series based on the world of Mad Max. Oh, so. I really wanted you to go babe pick at the city too. <laughs> I thought about saying happy feet or something, but <laughs> a happy feet series. Yeah, I changed my mind last second. Um but <laughs> but I would kill for that. I would love that. And there are stories to be told. It isn't all just Everybody's chasing each other in the desert, although there would be plenty of that. But um, I'm convinced, given the epicness of, of what I saw in last year's Game of Thrones with the right budget, you could pull off uh, a serialized version of something. And you could tell stories that are totally not, not connected to any of the, the current characters or anybody you know about already. You hey, I, man, I totally agree. In fact, I know one show that got all these desert sets. You could just shut down that show. <laughs> And you can just shoot this other show right on all these sets, man. They yeah. got them all out in the desert already. Well, those deserts still have some green and, you know, some stuff. <laughs> Come on, color correct it. All right, fine. Yeah, make, all it right. All, make it all red. That, we're going to take that as a doorway, a, a portal, if you will, into spoilering conversation about... Uh, we're not. I mean, we're not here to so much pick the episode apart, but we are to, We are here to do a state of the nation I got um, I got a larger I got a larger problem with it, uh, and we can we can cover it in in generalities. Uh, for right now, everybody, if you are listening to this live, today's the last day that you can get free shipping on the Contender. Anything on thecontender.us. We got all of our Black Friday deals, our Cyber Monday deals that are up right now. Uh, if you want to go there right now, you can uh, use offer code Gobble G O B B L E at checkout. It gets you free shipping on literally anything in the store and. Uh, our stickers or DIAF holiday pack is also available. Uh, that includes eight classic stickers, including some by Carter Johnson mm -hmm. and two new ones 
uh, as well as an original Ruinum wine label and two tokens that uh, will ensure that I buy you a drink if you ever see me in person. Whoa. That's... They are my own currency, and I am going to get <laughs> murdered on this at Nerdtacular. <laughs> You're going to get, I was going to say, we're doing like a big Thursday thing again. You're going to get hosed on that deal. Oh, no, no, no. But you have an open bar for that, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I don't remember how we did that. I guess, I don't remember. Do people line up and pay? I don't remember. We're going to pass it on. Uh, no, anyway, I'm going to get murdered. I'm just going to have an open tab. I'm just going to send people there. And then I'm going to resell your token, you greedy bastards. Uh, but anyway, go ahead and check that out. Stickers or DIAF.com. Yeah, screw Bitcoin. Invest in jury coins. Jury coin. Jury po point. No, what is it? We got to have a better name. Jury. Juries. Just juries. There you go. They're juries, yeah. I like that. Um, nothing huge on my end. We just finished our Black Friday thing. Funny enough, our the frogpants.com slash store code was gobble gobble, two gobbles. Uh, so, oh, really? Yeah. That's I think that's still working today, so people still want to get a good deal on some prints and some other stuff. Uh, you can go check that out. Um, also, for those worried that you missed the big fat window for your Nerdtacular tickets, and I can't believe how quickly they went, um, they were gone in like a day, and so that's real weird compared to what we're used to. We may have figured out a way to shave a bunch of extras in, so pay attention this week to my Twitter account, at Scott Johnson. I will let you know when that happens, when that happens. And when those become available, we'll make sure that the new tickets are added to Eventbrite. You can pick those up. Um, so don't fret those who waited or had other reasons they couldn't do it right away. There may still be hope for you. All right. How real is that? Uh, How real is, is your... So you guys sold out way quicker, right? Yeah, like in a day. It usually takes us a few months to just, you know, slowly go through just them. To, just to slowly get to that cap, yeah, right? Yeah. But this so time they just don't... Yeah, we did in a day. So it's very it's it will happen. We are going to have more seats. I don't know the numbers. The problem. Because so by the way, I have people coming to me. Mm -hmm. They're looking for an inside track. Oh yeah, no, I get it all the time. I get all kinds of weird directions from people. Because well, you, like, you put on the conference, they should go to you. Right. <laughs> right, but I mean, this year has been weird because they're all trying to figure it out different ways, and everybody wants a everybody wants a way in i i'm all i all i know is this because i don't know the exact number but i do know we're going to free up some seats and 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 that it sounds like it'll be significant number of them so uh if that's the case we're pretty excited about it a couple of things had to have ha happen to make that happen but it looks like it's going to work out so and to make sure that a couple that was going to get married broke up <laughs> yeah so they wouldn't have any other friends there they wouldn't have they would just abandoned that date we just yeah. blackmailed the groom with yep. pictures of him passed out with a hooker yeah with his wiener out um and then uh oh at nerdtacular.com is the is the stuff for that so you can find out more there all right let's dive in um <clears throat> we may as well just get this out of the way real quick i saw dr strange arrival and a fantastic beast somewhere to find rank, them rank them uh arrival number one yeah that's an incredible film and should be watched by everyone it won't surprise me if it's at the top of people's oscar list this year uh two probably going to give it a tie to strange doctor strange and fantastic beasts um i think they're both really good i have significant problems with both and i have things i really like about them and i don't really prefer one over the other i think they were both a really good time at the movies okay a total cop out uh so uh <laughs> doctor strange what were your problems um uh how do i quantify it so for me it was the latter the latter 20 minutes or so, the kind of sew it all up, final fight, who's the bad guy kind of business that you get in all these Marvel movies was super by the numbers. Like none of that was 
was all that interesting. The, the, the backwards in time fight sequence. That was and, o- that was okay. Thing? As a little gimmick, it was fine. I don't mean that moment. That moment was good. I like that. Um, and I call it a moment because it's a moment they just repeated for you know ever, and then you know created yeah. a. I thought that was that was a great uh, that that I thought I thought I was very impressed with with both those set pieces. It was okay. the The world that they're in when they go into this other you know alternate dimensions and stuff. Uh, I understand this comic's based on kind of a psych- psychedelic Silver Age era of comic making where Steve Ditko had some really funny ideas and probably had some chemical help on some of his ideas. Uh, and they reproduced that pretty well. I'm actually just not a fan of it. Everything looked like a black light uh, painting on my brother's wall in 1976. Yeah. And uh, the giant head at the end looked like a big throbbing lawnmower man. Uh, sort of image, uh, just a, uh, some of that stuff just didn't work for me. I I'll admit that's purely a taste thing. Um, but moreover, my my biggest problem is the kind of let's solve everything final moments were just kind of what I expected. Just sort of, oh, you're the bad guy, and I'm gonna stop you. And little jokes on the side from Wong and other people that reminded me a lot of what the Avengers do when they're fighting in the last ten minutes of their movies. I don't know. I just felt like that was very paint by the numbers Marvel at, at the end. It doesn't, it's not really a ding against the film overall. I really quite liked it. In fact, it didn't feel like a hero movie for most of it. Yeah. Um, I could watch Tilda Swinton unwrap gum and throw them in the trash. I find her so compelling. Yeah. Um, super interesting. She, her as the ancient one was an absolutely inspired idea. Um, a lot of the little things like that to like. And I thought Cover Batch was great. I liked both Benedicts, Benedict Cumberbatch and Benedict Wong were both great. Um, Bennies. Yeah, both the Bennies together at last. It was it was great. I really enjoyed it. It's not that, so I don't want this to come off like I didn't like Doctor Strange. I totally did. I just think the last 20 minutes are just, I don't know, just mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, okay. Now I got to go see the Beast movie because I've, I've read things about it and I've, I've heard my friends that have seen it that I generally agree with talk about it. And, uh, I'm curious. Yeah, Beast is not so. You, a lot of people thought, well, this is just going to be hot garbage. It's not. It's it's quite good in many many ways. It's the only one of these movies where the crowd cheered at the end that I was in. By the way, um, I think Harry Potter fans maybe are just nuts, but whatever. Uh, it has a couple of issues. My main one is that Eddie Redmayne, who I think is super interesting and I really like him as an actor, and I think he has an incredibly compelling like face and presence and all that stuff. Sometimes I just can't understand or hear what the hell he's saying in this movie. Like I really, I heard he's pretty mumbly. He's very mumbly, and 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 I am a person who, because I grew up with a lot of um, people with with barely any understanding of English in their childhood, and as they grew up, had to learn more. And I had to do a lot of translating for friends and family with my Korean siblings. I got really good at hearing that stuff. So even today, I can be. When I was in Mexico, Kim's like, what did they say? And I said, oh, he just said this. Like, I could tell what people were saying in broken English very well. It's yeah. just something I'm good at. I could not hear what this Englishman speaking English in an English accent was saying probably 60% of the time. I don't know what he was saying. <laughs> so there was there was some of that that was a problem. Um, honestly, outside of that, I really I really liked it. I thought it was super cool and fantastic. And What about the criticism that he's the most stupid character in the history of the Harry Potter franchise? 
Um, stupid isn't what? Like, decisions? He seems making really dumb, stupid decisions and the universe doesn't hold together because it, it, it very selectively decides when it wants to use magic and when it doesn't. I think that that's... I think that's true. Maybe that conceit's easier to get away with with the Harry Potter books because, or the movies, because those kids are all students, and because but you're you a student, can say, oh, they forgot, or they yeah, didn't. or they're you know they don't they're not full wizards yet or whatever. I, I kind of I kind of understand that that take on it, but also he reminded. I mean, I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, but he's basically a on the scale, the autism scale character. Like that's who they're portraying here. He's got serious social things. Um, he really only communes well with with creatures, not people, whether they be muggles or otherwise. He's just kind of a mess, and it's very difficult for him to be, uh, you know, conversational with people who are perhaps better in social situations or whatever. Gotcha. And that's the kind of character he is. So it didn't feel that weird to me that 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 he might be trouble in that way. Like he might um, be so focused on what matters to him that other stuff's getting neglected or whatever. What surprisingly worked for me to New York <laughs> instead of like using his wizard powers. <laughs> well, but see, that's the thing. I think that there's some stuff they didn't show us. So I don't think he brought, he don't think he, I don't, I absolutely do not think he floated on a boat all the way to the States in 1926. I don't think that's what they were showing us. I think just like Harry showing up at whatever station, like, why would he need to take the train to Hogwarts in the first place? Like, you could make the same exact complaint there. Sometimes I think magic in that universe is just used to flourish up the same mundane things we have to deal with. You're going to fly in Ron's car this time? Fine. You still have to fly there. Nobody's apparating from a Harry's house, you know? Like, it's they do, though, right? They do eventually. But well, isn't, isn't there like, like some like restriction on apparating into the castle or something? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, that's true. And so the train thing is required there. I don't know why he can't apparate from his house to like closer to the castle. <laughs> like yeah, there's, there's a lot of questions that you could ask about all I, the I Harry Potter the movie. stuff. I pretty much just listened to Jeff Kanata rail about it. And, uh, and, and, and that is a man who always gives, you know, he is, he is, he is the, the, the nice guy movie reviewer. That's so. true. That's true. I, and I, I, I don't know. Maybe this election broke him and maybe now he's just going to start <laughs> crapping on everything. <laughs> I wonder sometimes, but I, I really liked it. It was fun and it was light and it was, also, in some ways, really intense and dark and and in some ways kind of stupid. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I had a good time at the theater and it's, you know, it did well. Critics liked it. They all seem to sort of be with me, generally speaking. Not that I'm using that as a crutch or anything, but how did it do? Yeah, 76%. Eh, it's all right. Doctor Strange, 90. Yeah, I put them about the same. Arrival. I don't know. I, I, that would be a high bar for me mm. with, with Dr. Strange. I, I loved, 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 loved Dr. Strange. I liked it quite a bit. Um, I, 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 I just thought that that script was so tight. It moved so well. Yeah. It hid. It certainly, listen, I, I will not deny your criticism that Marvel movies have a template, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They certainly do. Yeah. However, uh, I think the way that this story was structured did its best to hide it. Like it, it hid the fact that, you know, we had a kind of faceless villain, right. And it hid the fact that we have a love interest that isn't really a love interest. Cause she only appears in like two scenes, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and, and what it did was so coherently and amazingly set up that magical universe. 
which is such a hard thing to do. And that's why I'm very curious about seeing Fantastic Beasts because some of the criticisms that I've read of it uh, is that it, it it plays a little fast and loose with with that fan, with the fantasy elements. Yeah, it which does. Often, which is what I often find very frustrating about not any. I mean, like fantasy as a whole. Right. Whenever you can wave a wand and a and a problem can disappear, um, you know, I, I tend to have a problem with it. And, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be fantasy. Let's say, for example, that you were doing a show that you wanted to wrap. Uh, these very complex science fiction conceits mm. in so many different layers of uh, uh, oh, is this an uh, uh, alternate timeline or is this uh, <laughs> you know is this person a robot? That at the point that you start to answer your questions, you don't even exactly know what and how is happening, nor how to connect it back to everything, and you can in general just all of a sudden reset your rules without there being any moment in the story yeah. where the character or where the viewers are like, oh, wait, now those Indians are are really going to kill people. I really am uh, afraid about Bobo Hemsworth. <laughs> uh, I think he's really coming into something that is like a real problem. Like, uh, I think that's, that's another example of where bad writing can can uh, uh, dull what is otherwise a really 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 cool idea, and oh. so that's my problem with fantasy writing in Westworld. Oh, I see. Okay, so you could say that. I don't know that I would say that, um, but in all honesty, I totally get where you're coming from in Westworld at this point. I totally totally get it. Uh, where I will not go is people going, ah, oh, they're getting all losty on us. Sorry, no. you, ten episodes in, you don't get to say that yet. Exactly, because Lost was way better 10 episodes in. No, I disagree. You do not dare. Don't you dare invoke Lost <clears throat> name vein compared to Westworld. Lost was an infinitely better show 10 episodes in than Westworld was. I disagree. It, and that's a fact. I don't. I, I think it's a subjective idea and an opinion, and I think you're, you're certainly entitled to it. But here's the thing. This show... I made a decision with this show because... I'm going to say that I have liked every episode except for episode eight. That is the one previous to last night's. Okay. Uh, that one felt like it got edited eight times, had weird uh, after the fact VO added, uh, had very strange cuts. That's got to be that episode or one of the episodes, hopefully it's the last episode, where you heard about the production having a bit of a slowdown. They were trying to figure out what to do. They had to do some reworks and some reshoots. That episode is full of that stuff. I can just feel it. It just felt that way from top to bottom. It had a couple of moments I really liked. For the most part, though, that thing was kind of a shambling mess. This last night's episode had a couple of moments in it that were kind of a shambling mess, but I think ended really strong and had a really, really great uh, sort of midsection to it. All of that being said, I'm enjoying every second of this thing like i'm not checking out i'm not bored i'm not oh my gosh i can't believe i don't know the answer to this yet or any of those things i don't understand why this puzzle isn't fun for everyone to to uh to work on it's like you a solved it in episode four <laughs> and then they're gonna drag it out for 20 minutes at the end like oh wait oh my god can you believe it that that arnold is bernard <laughs> 
What? Oh my god! Oh, this is insane! I can't believe that. Oh wait, did uh, did all of Reddit have this at episode three? Oh yeah. No, but let's really oh, let's make it a big thing. Let's let's really like drag it out. And and you know and then to be to be honest, the only unsolved question I have after yeah. last night's episode yeah. is if the man in black is McPoyle or his dickhead brother. I don't know. <laughs> if the dickhead brother or McPoyle is going to be the man in black. But to be but to be honest, their characters are effectively interchangeable to me. Yeah. I can't stand but, the brother. Freaking can't stand him. Of course, but oh, what a an amazing pull the rug out from under you surprise it would be if you really did like the brother because McPoyle dies at the end of next episode and you realize that, oh, wait, the brother, this was a turning point in his life. And now he really needed to figure out what his brother-in-law was all about. Mm, that very well could be. All right. Look, yeah, either of them, but either like it's just like, OK, I realize but you've got your one answer left. Here's here's the one answer I want. And maybe this is maybe this is maybe this is my whole thing. I just it just occurred to me, and so let's lay it out here, and people can chew on this, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. I keep having visions of okay, so every time Dolores walks into a place and there are people there, I go, oh, all right, she's she's in the vision or she's in the memory, she's in the the exact memory because she's a computer and that's what she gets is an exact memory. She doesn't get like foggy stuff like me and you do. So there she is walking around. Give, uh, g getting access to whatever memory she's now getting access to. And then as she transitions, you see her change clothes and you're like, oh, okay, now she's in whatever the, that timeline is. Let's call it the current timeline, the most future of timelines. And when that happens, I get really interested because while she's walking through the ancient basement of where they used to work on this shit and there's a young version of Anthony Hopkins running around, everything's all clean and nice and very 1983 and whatever. And then she'll transition into the other clothes she's wearing lights are flickering there are dead corroded bodies everywhere and things have gone to real crap down there and i'm more and more convinced that the at the end of all of this dolores is the only host or human that exists anymore there is nobody else that this is going to be a wasteland of destruction and post-apocalyptica never uh, hefted on mankind before and then I get excited. And I know that that sounds dumb and it has a total dead end. And where's a season two in that? I realize that as I say it. I understand. But I'm so compelled by the idea that Ford ran this into the ground so hard that the entire thing self-destructed and all that's left is the original model and she is trying to figure it out. That's interesting to me. I could be so, wrong. Then the man in black isn't real? I think he's real, but I don't think he's in that timeline she's in. I think the timeline... So then, so then the, the Dolores that's been in, that is dressed like the Dolores that we are assuming to believe is the most forward timeline that ran into the Man in Black at the end of this episode. We'll call her Pants Dolores. No, Pants Dolores is old Dolores. No, Pants Dolores... No, dr Blue Dress Dolores is old Dolores, right? No, Blue Dress Dolores is... Our, is is the newest Dolores. Oh, I thought she was... Because she changes into pants. No, 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 because remember there's this scene where she goes down to talk to Arnold again or to Bernard or Bernard. <laughs> but that's her flashback. Yeah, so she's in flashback in the blue dress. As soon as it fades out, he disappears and she's back in the kind of crusted out modern place 
with the cans tipped over and lights flickering, she's wearing pants again. I guess she also changed. Both of her characters changed clothes. Right. The only one that's in the blue dress is the one that lived at that crappy town. Here's, man, here's the thing. <laughs> is that it's just like. I love this. It's just why. I love like, it, though. Just, I mean. Because it's fun. It's fun to explore. Look, look at how they're answering these questions already. They're answering these questions six episodes late and exactly how everybody guessed. <laughs> right? So what faith do you have going forward? But that's but but, but, but whose fault is that? Is that them? Do they does every does storyteller storyteller? Okay, okay. But is every is so is every writer's new goal make sure we're ahead of the Reddit curve or no. else we're screwed? No, it means you have to be very very careful when you try to get ahead of your audience, mm. and oftentimes that can just mean bad writing. Mm. I, I I listened to this great uh uh. A panel with Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland and uh, Ryan Ridley from uh, Rick and Morty. Mm. And they were talking about the episodes that were the hardest to write. And there's an episode where, have you seen Rick and Morty? Yeah, all of it. All right. So you know the episode where David Cross is the scammer alien? Yeah. And he's like, uh, he keeps tricking Rick into into doing it? Yep. Dan Harmon was very, very uh, frustrated with writing that episode because he hates writing stories where your story is ahead of your audience mm. because you have to get everything right. It's very delicate that your audience needs to be in the position where you don't know. Cause like Rick is saying like, ah, this is a fantasy, whatever, yada, yada, yada. What shoddy workmanship. Uh, but you need to start to understand that as Morty understands that not as Rick understands that. Right. And so every, all these little things need to be right. And especially because, spoiler alert for that episode, you keep realizing that it's a world within a world within a world. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't just, at the beginning, think, eh, yeah, it's three different worlds and everything that we're going to see is fake. Because now all of a sudden, none of it has tension. Right, right. And so that's the, my problem with Westworld, is that it's like, it's not to say that you can never do it. It's just that it's very difficult to do, mm. and I don't think they're doing it well. And the show is relying almost entirely on it, right? Well, I mean, I think that, like, listen, there's really cool character stuff. It's just, uh, let me put it this way. This, it, the story is not my problem. Mm. It's the telling of the story. Mm. Like, if, if we had gotten Killer Maeve, but she realized that she had to wait three or four cycles to pick up different things, like, in in the the, the office area, and she had to you know, do her best to recruit uh, uh, people as whatever that's going to look like, you know, uh, going forward. Uh, and, and that was this story is that like we have this universe, we have this park, but there's one sentient robot who's plotting on the downfall and is slowly understanding what her world is. Uh, then we would have had stakes, but instead we just literally had a bunch of disposable goof bags uh, of flip Oliver, uh, uh, Oliver stats to a hundred. Uh, and, and now she's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm on God mode. So I got unlimited ammo and, uh, you know, I'm up, down, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, BA select start. Uh, so now nothing can touch me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to kiss Paulo real quick and then uh, light some stuff on fire. And, and we're going to like, get this party started. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's just like, so Bernard kills himself at the end of the episode. Maybe, it, maybe. Well, Bernard shows up again tomorrow. 
and be like, oh, okay, well, I guess he's a robot. He's he didn't gonna- shoot himself, though, because here's, here's well, there's a million little theories, because what's her name? The girl who he supposedly, you know, he keeps asking, did you have me hurt anyone else? He says no. But yeah. But then they show that thing. They, she's never shown killed. They show Teresa freaking full-on killed. Yeah. So there's this big theory going around that she's in the park somewhere, uh, taking out, t- taking off everybody's safety protocols. Uh, that she's kind of the the ringleader running stuff out there, and he is doing it with her, and that he faked that death and shot the wall and fell to the ground, but really ran out with her because she also disabled his ultimate whatever protocols where Ford could have dominion over him. That's kind of interesting, but I'm gonna take your point. All right. Yeah. There's a there's a web of webs on top of webs with more webs going on. And all of it is either forecastable, people are predicting it, and then it's coming true six episodes later, like you said, or it's so convoluted that you forget who's who and you get a little tired of like, all right, we get it, McPoyle. I'll use the name you've given him. Uh, him and Logan are fighting all the time. We get it. You hate him. He's a dick. Got it. Uh, you're going to run off and find her. Like, in some ways, maybe Jonathan Nolan knows how to write really good two hour, two and a half hour movies. And in a lot of ways, this series is a 10-episode, two-and-a-half-hour movie. Like, a lot of this stuff feels like third act of two-and-a-half hours and a lot of padding. All of that being said, I'm totally enjoying the padding. Like, it's tasty, fun, rip-roaring good time for me. It's not going to be for everybody. Obviously, somebody's enjoying it out there because the, the ratings are good. But I'm really digging it. So, I don't know what that says about me. Maybe my maybe I am way no, too no, no, forgiving. No, no, no. I mean, I'm I'm I am just frustrated. I'm frustrated with people slandering Lost, which was so much better 10 episodes in. But mostly <laughs> I'm I'm frustrated with uh I I it's it's just whenever you're telling a very complex story, I need to have faith in you that you are going to resolve these things in ways that I will find interesting and not just that like, you know, it's not just like, all right, so what is one plus two? Hold on. You have to uh, tell me the answer to that while also answering these five crossword puzzles (laughs) and also tame uh, a tiger to sing a song. And also uh, it's like, no, you're just, you're just adding stuff. Mm. You're not you're not making the the central problem any more interesting to resolve. Mm. You're just painting a bunch of crap on top of it and then saying like, "Oops, did you get it or did you not?" Oh no, like especially when the solutions are that simple. Yeah. My fun, my favorite joke of the entire thing is there was a fake I think it was the Verge had a fake uh prediction or a, a fake uh conspiracy about it that it was all just a giant uh like milk foundation advertisement because there's all these milk images, people pouring milk on each other, people drinking a ton of milk. If you flip the Westworld logo upside down, it basically is an M instead of a W. So it's all (laughs) milk. So that kind of stuff's really funny to me, but all right, look, predictions just about the finale. Do you think you are going to get satisfaction or do you think there's no way that you're going to get what you want at the end of this season? I think that the big twist is going to be that it's the Dick brother, not McPoyle. That's the man in black, despite the fact that we are, we are, we are led to to believe it. I think that McPoyle is going to die in the park. Uh, and I think that that's uh, that that the next 
Oh, and we're, oh, and we're going to see some glimpse of the outside. Um, you know, with 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 Maeve, and I'm still holding on to the idea that everybody's an android, like and, the the board and the girl from the that's visiting from the board and all that. There's no way she's not an android. Is that we're all that they're all androids, and that like this is really just now a story about slaves versus masters within these confines because there are no humans. There's no civilization. Right. Maybe Ford's the only one. What about that idea? He could be the only guy. I mean, maybe. Yeah, sure. I guess it's just like, I don't know how much that materially affects my thought or, or, I mean, I guess I I, I really have kind of fallen (laughs) out of love with the idea that this that this show can enchant me. Mm. It always del- it always impresses me. Mm-hmm. It's a very impressive show. Yeah. The acting's always really really great and as ponderous as I found our 20 minute revelation uh <laughs> of 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 Bernard being Arnold. Yeah. Uh I mean you can't argue with the fact that there's real art there. Sure. You know that that the idea of the dying son, you know, like that that you're stopping and restarting that like there's like some really 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 cool stuff there. Uh and and you know uh, uh, Elon Musk's ex-wife with her weird cleft lip, like that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, she wait, she's the uh, so it, well, she's she, not really his ex-wife, is she? Yeah, for real. Oh, I didn't know that. All right, she was so she's the one that is like the host when McPoyle gets there. Yeah, and now she's like a ratty old android out in the wild with the with the. Um, what's the deal with the cannibal one? The the weird hooded cannibal thing. Like, what the hell's that? Also, remember when they used to spread the disease by whispering Shakespeare to each other? <laughs> LOL. <laughs> All right. It's going to be interesting to see how it ends up. It's another it's li- hour of your life. It, I, I, I don't know how much I'm going to watch this show past this season. Unless we're, unless, I mean, if, we're keep, if we keep doing this show, if we keep recapping something, I'm going to keep having to watch it. But I'm going to have to start enjoying elements of it because I, I hate being this guy. Yeah, I, I hate being the guy that like it's the reason why I stopped writing about Walking Dead. It's the reason why I stopped doing a podcast about Doctor Who is when I get frustrated with these shows. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the guy who just poops on it because you know, like, who wants to be that guy? That's a, that's a sad guy. Sure. Um, but we need that guy. We need we need someone to to talk sense. You know, you need. I, I'm fine with. Listen, I'm happy to be Mr. Smile in the face of poor execution if I'm enjoying it. And you can be the guy that's giving it, you know, proper uh, consternation. I think that's fine. Uh, <laughs> here's the bottom line. Watch it next week, everybody. We'll talk about it here. Uh, we'll we'll see how it ended up. Uh, I was going to make one other comment about the show. I don't remember what it was. It was something about something someone did. And I don't remember. So uh, I won't worry about it now. Anyway, so come back next Monday. We'll talk more about it. Of course, uh, right here at Hotline Monday, hotlinemonday.com is the website. You can go find us there and you can also uh, send us emails at, uh, what do we use our email? Well, I forget the address we use. Let's, uh, let me figure this oh. out. HotlineMonday at gmail.com. That's, That's it. it. Uh, hang on to that number, 801-895-4724. That's what we do when we take your calls live. If you have that handy on your phone, you can just call us when we're live next Monday. We start at 5 p.m. Eastern. That's 3 p.m. Mountain and 2 p.m. Pacific. Our Twitter is Hotline Monday. Justin R. Young and Scott Johnson follow us there. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Justin, and for robots everywhere. We'll see you next time. Bernard! Bernard!
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>